At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Promotional consideration for tonight's OK Talk episode is brought to you by New Amsterdam. Imagine a world where creatives always have a key to the city. New Amsterdam makes high-quality notebooks with creative people in mind. Check them out at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W, Amsterdam.com. If you use the promo code OKTALK, you will get 20% off of your order. Let's make the holidays great again. Newamsterdam.com, OKTALK. Welcome, citizen. Previously on OK Talk. I'm just saying, it was Lake Worth on this super foggy, foggy day. There's this black guy, he's walking a few feet in front of me, and I just hear, oh shit, <laughs> walking a few feet in front of me. I'm like, what's up, man? And he's like, oh man. There's dookie under that shirt. There's dookie. It's a beer can in circumference. Man, Amber, she had a camera and I was like, you have to take a picture of that. And um, she was like, no. And I was like, don't you people know about the Lake Worth monster? And I'm getting a bunch of blank stares from all these people. The only thing I didn't think to do was... Like, put down anything for scale, except there's a shirt there. Like, a a person's (laughs) shirt, and it is as big as the torso of that. It was almost the size... It's like a pizza. Like It was almost the size of a spare tire. (laughs) Were there a goat man running around, that might be what you'd expect to find. Dude, I'm telling you. What'd you do with it? I'm sure... (laughs) Left left that shit there, man. We didn't even put the shirt back over it. I mean, it was offensive. <laughs> yeah. Everyone there completely thought I was bananas until I was like, Google that shit. I can't believe nobody there had heard of it, had not heard of it. That's when you know, like, how That's what, what, we, we live what a in bubble. a different world. Yeah, what a bubble we live in. Yes. It was uh, the funniest reaction by a black person to poop. <laughs> That I'd seen since I worked at Sears uh-huh. when I was 19, and someone yeah. had decided to drop a deuce in the store. I remember that story. And they called the janitor. Yeah. And his response was, man, I ain't cleaning up no dookie. <laughs> it, was a, it sounded like a similar response. It was very much the same. <laughs> oh, man, they shit under there. That was great. Um, and very, very odd and kind of spooky. And if I was going to pick a pile of duke that came out of a man-creature-goat person, Mm -hmm. that would be it. That'd be in the lineup. I had them looking at, like, that picture of the white photograph, the one. Yeah. And another black guy was like, man, that looks like a Yeti. (laughs) It's like, exactly.
Ladies and gentlemen, people of America, universal citizens, podcasting recipients, fans of the spoken word, you are listening live to your favorite number one all times, OK Talk. I am Clinton, Red Dragon, the BHC, the Tyler Howler, mm-hmm. the most special man in your heart. <laughs> and all that time. right there across the way from me is Matt. How are you? Man, I'm well. I'm well. We, uh, this is really cool. We got two little things here. Yeah, this is this is fun. I'm excited to, to bring this to people. So, you have told me about this. There's a girl that works here in your office. Yes. And she knows that you're a weirdo. She does. And? She's a bit of a weirdo herself. So, there's common ground there this isn't our girl that went to no no no. there there are actually a number of weirdos in the, in the office now that i think of it but no this is a different one is the one that went to galveston is she here mm-hmm. yeah because i found our like a, a hashtag or whatever i found her instagram from the galvez oh really yeah um no this is this is a different one so you were standing over there at the coffee maker <laughs> no doubt secretly s- stealing the Excess amounts of Halloween candy that are over there in a jar, and uh, she, you get felt a slight tug on your shoulder, right? And do you want to give a little bit of a tiny hint about what we're about to hear? Uh, yeah, I'll give a little hint. I mean, it was um, we set this up a little bit, but uh, we were exchanging some stories, and she mentioned something that I will say. Uh, people who have listened to the show know that there. There is one particular local legend that I'm very much invested in, and she mentioned something that really, really sparked my interest. And I wish I could, I wish I could explain. And you'll hear it in the in the interview, but I wish I could explain the moment where she says she saw something. She kind of explained what it was, and I pulled up a picture and I held it up to her and I said, "Was it this?" And I'm telling you, her eyes were as big as dinner plates. She was like, "I cannot believe." that she's like yes that is exactly what it was and she ran over and just started reading everything about the the particular case but um it was such a cool moment to not only have that connection with this legend but also be like you've been having questions about this this thing that you saw that you don't really talk about and to be able to to maybe answer that question for someone is such a cool feeling and i'm i'm happy that i was like i have to get you on the show and i have to sit down and talk to you about this and she said yes absolutely so i'm so glad that uh Haley decided to sit down with me and and tell her story and i'm excited to bring it to our listeners because i think it's fascinating i think it's illustrative of the types of stories that a lot of people have that they just don't talk about right i uh, would say this this is just your hint, my hint to to, to you, the listener. Uh-huh. This story's the shit. It's good. It's a good one. <laughs> Put your connections dots together before we even get started. <laughs> so, everyone, we hope you enjoy Matthew Stoker and Haley as they sat down at an extreme location. <laughs> this very same location. Oh, in Dallas, <laughs> at this extreme location, very secretive, right, high above the Metroplex, down below where the city grows. 
high above the lizard people. More on them later. Mm -hmm. So yeah, check this. Haley, welcome to OK Talk. Thanks, Matt. How are you? It's good to be here. Uh, we were sitting the other day, and it was a Friday, much like it is today. A Friday much like this one. It, it was. Although not <laughs> quite like, as chilly outside. Much like. And we had some spooky television going on, as I believe we do right now. Mm -hmm. The scene has been set. Yes. We were exchanging some scary tales, and... Before we get into that, what is your personal history with like the sp the spooky? Have you been into it since you were little? No, no. I mean, I have. I mean, I've always liked scary movies and stuff, yeah. but like things haven't happened to me necessarily. But as far as yeah, movies, fiction, oh, reading yeah. about weird stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I've I, always loved it. Ever since I was little, I was checking out books at the library yep. about like UFOs and mm -hmm. Bigfoot and yeah. ghosts and all this stuff. Like I was deep into that ever since I was yeah. a little kid. Yeah. Um. So you said, you you said one of the you said okay. a line. <laughs> no, you said something that I love. I always loved it. My ears perk up whenever somebody says this. You said uh, I saw something weird once. Yeah, and I thought, oh, really? Tell well, me, tell me more about this. It's so funny because it's not like something I like bring up ever because I, d I never like thought much of it until yeah. like somebody you know asks me more about it. But um, yeah, so walk me through what happened. How? When was this? Okay, so this was like probably a year ago. Okay, um, close to my hometown. It was in Hearst, Texas. Was it this time of year? Was it fall? Um, or? Yeah, actually, it was this time of year. Okay. Um, it was cooler out, and I was with my mom, and we had just been out shopping all day, but we were just, you know, driving around, and um, we were going into Hearst, kind of into this area that's kind of wooded, uh, right on the edge of the suburbs, kind of. What was the name of it? River Trails. River Trails? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we were going down this road, and it kind of, like, it starts out pretty civilization filled and developed and then as you go down this one road it gets kind of woody is this like uh like homes like suburb yes type stuff or like cookie cutter homes okay. to the right a gas station to the left and so you know i'm you know me and my mom are driving and she's actually the one driving i'm in the passenger seat and we're coming into the curve that's going to lead closer to where like the wooded area is and all of a sudden, like, you know, our headlights are on and everything, but it's starting to get darker in front of us. And, like, as our headlights are kind of hitting the trees in front of us. And this is what time of night? Oh, it was after dark. So it was probably like nine o'clock. Okay. Something like that. As our headlights are, like, hitting the trees, like, my eyes naturally went to something. I don't, I didn't know what it was, but it was such a short split second of, like, you know, naturally being drawn to something before the headlights hit it. Mm -hmm. And so my eyes went straight to this figure of some kind and it was almost like whitish gray. And the reason why I've never really said anything to anyone is because everyone's like, oh yeah, everyone knows this ghost is white and gray and <laughs> doesn't have a figure and you don't know what it's it is. It's an old woman with a parasol. And the problem wasn't that I didn't know what it looked like. It was that I didn't know how to explain it to people. Yeah. And so I just, I saw this like, cloud thing sort of figure grayish white um it didn't have a strong outline because it was dark outside but it was an immediate like my eyes went to it and like two or three seconds later i looked straight over at my mom and she looked right at me and 
we both just like we didn't even say that we saw anything yet but it was like an immediate like did you feel it did you feel that mm-hmm. i like feel weird because like it was so creepy like the feeling was so like eerie almost like we were feel like we were being watched or something and then it just it disappeared by the time our headlights hit it so you're you saw this thing for half a second it was it maybe like full second okay but it was like that because we weren't going fast we're on a suburban street we were going like maybe 30 yeah um and so it was kind of like you know our headlights were sort of curving along the trees and my our eyes went up like before the headlights saw this thing and then our headlights hit it and that was it and we kept driving because you know we hadn't communicated much yet um me and mom (laughs) not us and the thing (laughs) um anyway so i kind of looked at my mom like after we had had our moment and i was like did you like see that like did you see did you feel you said that out loud yeah like i asked my mom like and she was like yeah like what like what was that but we both kind of it was funny because i described it as more white my mom described it as more gray um but really it was somewhere in between it was somewhere in between and really we never went back um we turned around and we left and that's how eerie the feeling was like that's how unsettled we were and even to this day it's not even what i saw that scared me it really was just the way i felt like i really did feel like something was wrong something was very very wrong for that second i imagine you've been I mean, I know you've been in the country, mm-hmm. so you've probably been driving yeah. along and seen animals on the side of the road, oh, yeah. deer, yeah. whatever. Plenty of times. I've yeah. been out. I mean, I have a farm out in Palapino County. Like, I've been up in the hills at night. We've driven around there at midnight before. I've been told scary stories out there, but I've never scared. I never feel that. I've never seen anything but animals. And But when you drive I by, an, anim- but when you drive by an animal, even if you don't know exactly what it is, you, you don't get a weird feeling, no. do you? So this was no. something different. You felt... This was different. Um, you said different. you felt like you were being watched. It felt like I wasn't alone and that like there was something that knew us. Someone else knew us. Like, I don't know how to... That's the only way I can describe yeah. it. So it, we were being watched. It was way. along the side of a road. You said it was moving... Away from the road? Moving away from the road. Down into an area where there's mm -hmm. like a wooded area? Right. Now I think that they've cut down a lot of those trees. I think they're about to start doing some construction over there. I actually took a look at it the other Mm day. Um, You drive back there? I haven't been back. No. I looked online. You should go back by there. I don't want to. Um, But but yeah, so, um, but like where where it was, it like kind of disappeared over and down like it disappeared down behind the hill it's kind of a siding that goes down and like back in there pretty further back if you keep driving down that road you'll hit a bridge there is a giant creek okay back there water um what (laughs) what sort of other than being sort of whitish gray and kind of Mm -hmm. difficult to tell what its what its shape was Mm -hmm. do you remember how tall it was what it moved like anything like that it was kind of jerky Um, and that's all I can say about its movement. Like it just, it was really fast and kind of jerky. And I, all I remember is like, it, it, I can't say it had a form of a body, but I can say that it had a form. Uh, God, I can't like, like it started, like like there was a round at the top right? and from there it was just kind of like, I don't want to 
say anything <laughs> definite because um yeah it was probably like halfway up the trunk i mean and so it was a tall tree taller than taller than me um you would say like it's hard to tell because okay. i was so far away but okay. i i do think it was normal size like a normal person size if not a little taller so as you were telling the story there were certain there were certain things that stuck out to me mm-hmm. as interesting <laughs> um you said it was whitish gray you mm-hmm. said it was sort of uh you know round shaped but yeah. there was there was a form to it but it was a little hard to right. tell and the jerky movements kind of affected that form for me a little right bit, just because i was like oh god like it's it's moving mm-hmm. what is it <laughs> it was it was near the road but it was moving <laughs> it was moving away from the road it was moving down into a creek bed mm-hmm. um so I immediately, like I do a lot of, and anybody who has listened to the show is probably familiar with the case of the Lake Worth monster, mm-hmm. um, which just for the benefit of anyone who doesn't know, I'll... I'll I actually didn't know about the Lake, about Worth, monster. The Lake Worth monster. So it was um, in the 60s, uh, summer of summer of 69, as the, as the song goes. Summer of 69. Um, and there were... There were a number of reports of people parking down by the lake, doing what kids do, mm-hmm. doing what a, a boy and a girlfriend would do. Oh, God. Um, and <laughs> seeing a creature that would either jump on the car or um, threaten them in some way. There were reports of people being down, uh, a, a group of people, and having this thing let out a scream and throw a tire at them. Um, and... It even got so far as the Star-Telegram ran a front-page story about the this monster at Lake Worth. Are you serious? Yeah, and it was at the time, it was described as a goat man. The people said it was, mm-hmm. it's half goat, it's half mm-hmm. man, it's oh got God. fur and scales, but it was white. They, they always said it was it was a white figure that, you know, stood on two legs and was rather tall. And mm-hmm. um, I had heard the story all growing up, because I, I grew up not far from there, and I didn't really put the pieces together until many years later I was in a half price books and I saw this book for sale called the Lake Worth Monster of Greer Island and it had been written by a woman at the time self-published and it was like a hundred dollars or something to buy it because it was pretty rare Mm -hmm. and um, on the cover it had this creature on it that looked exactly like what you would consider a Bigfoot to look like Mm -hmm. um and as I r- did some more research, I said, well, this isn't really a, people called it a goat man, but it wasn't really that. It was more of like a large ape type creature mm-hmm. that people were describing. And so when, when I looked, went to look at where you had your sighting, I looked at the creek that it, that it was by, and that creek runs along the northern side of Fort Worth, and it actually runs into, or I guess probably more accurately out of, uh, Lake Worth which is on the northwest side of Fort Worth. So doing all that while you're telling the story, I look up the one picture that there ever was. It was published in the paper of the Lake Worth monster, and it seems to be from behind, and it's... um, I mean, I'll let you describe it. I showed it to you, and I said, is this what you saw? Yep. And would you say that was an accurate representation of what you saw? Yes. And I was just, like, really blown away because, like I said, for so long... I have not known how to tell people what I saw. And that's why I haven't told anyone because it was just like, no one's going to care. Like the way I describe it, no one's going to care. And then when I saw that picture, I was like, I finally have <laughs> what I, I, I have it. I have it. I know now. Uh, I, I bring that up because there have been in the years since there have been 
reports mm-hmm. of white Bigfoot in in the area of uh, you know, which is not that hard to believe. I mean, most most of the time, I mean. People say mm-hmm. that they haven't heard stories of white Bigfoot, but you've heard the story of the Yeti, right? I mean, that's it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Um, so I, uh, whenever I hear that, whenever I hear people talk about a large white figure, mm-hmm. I don't ever discount it because I think right. this could be that. It's not it's not common, but those mm-hmm. are. And then you pair that with the fact that it's hanging out in a wooded area. Yep. It um, the feelings that you were feeling of being watched. That's just the of being, biggest part of it for me, honestly. Yeah. So. Just, a lot of people have sightings and they say they feel like they're in the like you're in the presence of something Some... that is an equal to you it is not right it is not a, a an animal it is not a dog it is not a, a what obviously I mean, that's we, what was scary. we love dogs we love yeah. we love deer we all that stuff but when you but I, they feel it felt like when there's an animal it's more innocent like i feel like an innocence right. and i'm like i hope they don't run over here in front of my car right. or something but this was like i hope they don't see me and people i hope it doesn't know i i don't know where that i don't Uh, know where that comes from it may be just sort of an an ingrained predatorial response like Like you're you're in the presence of something that right that recognizes you as another you know conscious being or whatever you want to call it but there's something about just just the same way as you can feel when someone's looking at you Mm -hmm. right like you you have this sort of ingrained Mm -hmm. sense of uh somebody maybe behind me is staring at me right oh my god so that's a really good comparison actually so it saw you it knew you saw it and it moved out of the way. I mean, uh-huh. would you, is, I don't want to leave, no. I don't want to leave the witness here, but is it, you've, no, was that a similar feeling that you were feeling? Yes. Like the way you just described it kind of as like, almost like I feel someone behind me, mm-hmm. like someone is there. <laughs> well, I want to go back. I, oh, yeah. I, I want to go. I, yeah. I think you should go back yeah. and see what's going on down there. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I got to get my mom to go with me, though, which is... Did you talk to her about... I did. I, did I you let show her, her the know. picture? She freaked out when she saw it. Yeah. And it's just... Like, I'm so glad she was there because my mom is such a stick in the mud about that stuff. Like, <laughs> she's very, like, the only things that exist are angels. You know? And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I believe in angels. But, but man, also- I believe in other stuff, too. Like, that is just... And she now is just, she's like, I'm never going back there. But little does she know, she's going to go back with me. She's going to have to. I won't go alone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so hey, this is Seth Breedlove. Clint wanted me to record a message to tell people how great OK Talk is. I don't have time for this crap. Um... It's it's a decent show. Uh, Clinton and Matt are are definitely guys that host a radio show, and Matt is the good looking one. Uh, but you 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 definitely should check it out if you have like a spare hour. Um, so so thanks. This is Seth. Small town monsters. Okay, talk. Bye. been heading off into the unknown in the middle of the night on my own recently and it just so happens as it is with me on a lot of things that I wound up wanting to watch the last few minutes of a football game and 
I was uh, also trying to go somewhere that was haunted. And there is a place in Dallas, Texas that is very famous called Snuffers on Greenville Avenue. Mm -hmm. There's a few other ones, but the one on Greenville Avenue right next to the Granada Theater is a local landmark legend. And it's right next to, like I said, the Granada Theater. It was rebuilt, redone in 2013. But uh, like they claim they invented the cheese fries, basically. And it's amazing. And they're good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they're good cheese fries. They're burgers, though, man. Yeah. You that know, place is legit. Play, people don't ask you how to cook a burger anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I know I'm out. If I order a burger and you don't ask me how I want how it cooked, I want it. Yeah. out. Um, but so, like, they have this outdoor patio. Uh, and then they have a bar where it's half inside, half outside. And uh, I go in there and I ask... Um, the bartender, there's a one girl on this side and a girl on the, on the other side inside the bar and the bartender comes and I asked him specifically, Hey, do you, is Mr. Snuffer here? And he was like, Oh, well he's been gone for a while. not gone, but he's in a state of, he's older. Right. But, but this gentleman who you're about to hear has been there for 10 years. And the craziest thing about this, and you're going to hear it in the audio is how different his, he went, how different his, his mood changed immediately. And the only other thing that I'll say is after we get done and we leave the porch, I um, still have the recorder on, but I was kind of telling them some of the other local stories about, that Munger Avenue area. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just dawned on me that night to send that audio to David just to see because of some of the things that you'll hear in this podcast or in this interview. And um, and there's one in particular that comes up with something. And we're going to play that too. And then that's going to be the end of this podcast, I think. Yeah, a couple of really good stories. Yeah, so listen yeah. to this. Nick and we're at Snuffers. Well, the new Snuffers. Um, how long ago was the remodel? Uh, it's going on almost five years now. We rebuilt right before St. Patrick's Day, uh, and some people like the new building, some people don't like the old building. And what's the history of the land? Because I've heard a few different things. I've heard like stuff about kids, but when we were talking earlier, it wasn't about kids. All right, so there is a rumor. I've, I don't know how. I've, I've, I've tried to research this, but the rumor that people that live around here say is that the whole land, which is like acres and acres, like basically from Ross to Mockingbird on Greenville, is that this used to be a cemetery. And in that cemetery was like a small portion where infants that didn't make it um, died. So, um, some people say this land was uh, cursed because the infants might have been um, killed or just didn't, didn't survive at pregnancy, but they buried him in a special spot. Hey, you said you've been here for like 10 years. I've been here for 10 years, but I also live in this area as well. Right. And there's not just a ghost 
at Snuffers. The ghost is in the apartments. It's in all the restaurants and almost every restaurant around here has ghost stories or at least phenomenons that, that happen. So what's the first thing that you remember happening here since you've been here? A customer during lunch rush um, dropped his wallet and he knew he dropped it and he knew about what time he probably dropped it. So we went through our cameras and we're looking to see where he might have dropped it or who picked it up. And while we were looking at the videotapes, we noticed that all of our lights that hang over the booths right when you walk in were all, were all swaying at the same pace, slightly, but there was no wind. And they were above people's heads and all the waiters and waitresses were just working and no one ever noticed it. And the only reason we noticed it is because we were going through the video footage. Now, the original owner of Snuffers, Pat Snuffer, you obviously you know Pat. For sure. What are some of the things that Pat would tell you about this place? Uh, it was always late night stuff, and um, he, he he didn't like talking about it. And in fact, I I don't really like talking about this either because it gives me the heebie-jeebies. But what what he would say would was that he would put a drink down, and it would slide off of the rail and hit the ground. Um, he he would he also brought in. Uh, somebody from SMU with a machine that could pick up on like radiation or something. I forget. I don't know what the machines are called, but they, but they came here, and um, whenever the, the people were here that were testing, when somebody would talk about a Harley Davidson or a motorcycle, the graph would spike, and because of that, we think that um, the per there was a person that that was right next door that got murdered. And this used to be a biker bar, I think in the 70s or 80s. And we think we think that the ghost that is here now um, is that ghost. And we, we think that he is an evil spirit because he does he does come around only when, when you're least expecting and at late nights and he kind of he kind of like kind of screws things up a little bit. Like he'll turn the lights back on or he'll turn the lights off or he'll make things flicker or things that you just can't really explain and I, I really, I'm, I'm like getting goosebumps just talking about it and it kind of scares me because I have to work here. What were you saying about the drink thing? That just was slide off, slide well, no, off. No, 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 the thing that happened to you. Oh man. Uh, okay, all right. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing. So um, it was a really stressful night and I went ahead, I went ahead and made a, uh, made a drink for myself. I wasn't clocked in, but I didn't want to get caught for making the drink for myself. And so the residue that was in the cup, I, I threw it into the toilet, you know, flushed it. And when I came back, the the orange liquid that I had drank was on the floor as if the ghost was trying to get me caught for um, take, sneaking a drink after, after hours. And I know this is going to be broadcasted and stuff, but that's... That's the most crazy ghost thing that's ever happened to me, and that's why I think... Because you put it in the toilet. Yeah. Like, you put it yeah, in the toilet and you flushed it. it. I did, yes. And, I mean, you're pouring it I'm out of a regular glass into a toilet. It was a, it was a, it was a plastic glass, yes. Yeah. And and then you come back, and the yeah. orange... Like, like, like the, he was trying to screw me over. It was trying to screw me over, and I can tell you, tell you one thing. that It freaked me out so bad that I'll never do that again. That's so wacky.
It is working. So what what apartment complexes do you, where do you guys live? I live here? right across the street from Snuffers on Martell and Greenville. And there are some ghost stories that have happened in there too. Like doors will just open, windows will be unlocked. And also there's a person in my complex has a Ouija board, which I don't believe in Ouija boards because they, I think that like opens your soul to these all, these circumstances. But I was- uh, Like I will play with them. Well, I, I did one night, man. And ever since I did it one night, all these, all these things started happening. And I- At the apartment? Uh, at my apartment, yeah. Like? <laughs> Uh, uh, doors will be open, windows will be unlocked, Sh shades shades that you didn't raise were open. Mo, Mo, shit, I have a roommate and he can attest to all this stuff too. One one time, one time we were uh, we were partying at my apartment, and we flipped a coin. We said, should we should we uh, have another beer or should we go to sleep? We have to work in the morning. So we flipped the coin and landed vertical on the ground. In, in a crack, in a crack on the ground, Get it landed, dude. It is fucking weird, man. Oh. But, but what's funny is that we said, should we have another beer? Heads, we're going to drink another beer. Tails, we're not going to drink another beer. Call it a night. We flipped it, landed. And I have pictures of how it landed. Really? It was like, you could do that like a billion times. Uh-huh. It It'll never happen again in my whole life. Jeez. So, is that, is Martel this we, one? We went ahead and drank another beer after that. <laughs> Good call. After it, after we, um, It was at know, least saying out. it was your choice, you know. Is is Martel this? Martel's right here. Okay, because you know they just ripped these old apartments down yeah. over here. Yeah, they sure did. And the trees too. I pretty much have kept this Chevron station in commission since I moved here. Me too, me too. And... That's the first thing that I said whenever they were, they were ripping that old building that down. That old building. Was that, that, that was one of the most... But it's, it's really the land. I don't think it's just the buildings. Oh, totally. It's the land. Okay. And, I, and I'm almost... There's a picture of that little girl in the window mm -hmm. of those apartments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what? Oh, man, that was really freaking crazy, too. Come here, come here, come here. Come, come closer just because of this. What are you talking about? So before they... We have friends that lived in those apartments for... Like, Ever. Yeah. And they actually have a picture of a little girl in a top window, where or like after everyone vacated. But there was no girl in the top window. Man. No, a little it was a, girl. It was a spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. No, that's the first thing that I told that dude that owns that place. Is that it's like they're gonna rip that place down and they're gonna turn it into new condos, mm -hmm. and it's gonna be haunted as shit because it's already haunted. But like you know. Well, all, See, all of those are built in like the 1930s. Mm -hmm. I mean, our house, they our still have the lead based paint that we live like in that. now is like 1930s. So, so, so I think. Uh, th this place here, 1978, and there are ghost stories all the time, and then there are documented cases, and there are um, photographs. And one of the coolest things about this place is that um, people have been coming here since 1978, and everyone has their own experience with a ghost or the ghost or the evil spirits or whatever you want to call them. Right. You know, and I've been here for 10 years. I got my own. She's been here for a long time. She's oh, got her own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have any experiences. I'm just scared. But it's not, ju <laughs> it's not just this restaurant. It is the apartments around here. It, it is a... Uh, I thought that you told me that when you were managing closing one night that you... I don't like talking about that. <laughs> what's that? The, what the orange soda, the about. orange soda thing, the orange soda thing. Okay, yeah, I got him to tell me the orange soda thing. Oh, Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? No. There's yeah, something else. No. No, I just said no. I was like, I'm but, not. But, coming but, up but here like customers that have, or sorry, guests that have been coming here, 
they will tell me their own stories and some of them have photos and there, there's been photos of people getting together drinking beers and they, they have the bartender take a photo and there'll be something in the background you can call them orbs you can call them spirits you can call them you know if you don't believe in ghosts you call them flashes of light or something like that right but, but if if a hundred hundred people say something you know it might it might be there might be truth to it listen um I didn't want to talk about the ghost. It scares the shit out of me. I understand. All right, you said something about a radio broadcast. I wanted to help you out. But the more I talk about it, the more I think these occurrences are going to happen to me. And I have to work here, and you don't have to work here. And so I'm really kind of done talking about this. Are you really? Yeah, I am. I have to be done. Can I? Can I? You talk to anyone else? No, no, no. But but besides this place, can I just tell you about like? Have you guys heard anything about Munger, like down there by uh, the landing? Clinton, I'm out, man. Are you really? I can't. I can't okay. talk. I, can't I talk. hear you. It scares me. I feel you, dude. I like it. I can feel it. Ever since I did that Ouija board thing, man, and uh, I, I want to go. I want. I, I don't. I don't. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like it. You know, I have to. I have to work with it. And I'm very scared. I feel you. All right, but I helped you out, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. You were great, Nick. All right, man. All right, fine. Nick, talk to him. I gotta go to work, man. I'm working. I'm working. Be good, love and light. Once again, I can't stress enough to you guys how lucky we are to be partnered with a company like New Amsterdam. And let me just say, if you're a little bit short on your ideas for the Christmas season, check out NewAmsterdam.com. Give that person in your life the gift of the blank page. New Amsterdam makes high-quality notebooks, left-handed cigarette holders, and other things that make a creative person's life, well, more creative. And right now, if you use the code OKTALK when you check out, you will get 20% off of your order. Not often do you find us telling you to check out a sponsor. Support the show. Support our sponsor, NewAmsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W, Amsterdam.com. Welcome, citizen. Why are they going to be bothered? These people make up little rules. You can't call a midget a midget, the preferred dwarf. And all that, Eskimos, what would be that? Leprechauns don't like it. No, leprechauns <laughs> don't exist. No, but, but it's on the same line. Leprechauns do not exist. It's the same thing, though. If they did, they go, don't call them that. What do no. leprechauns prefer to be called? Gnomes, or... There's something... There's something... Prefer to be called gnomes! So confused. Oh.
got one more little bit of encounter goodness for you. I don't know if you guys know this, but one of my favorite people on the planet is one Miss Monica Rollins. Holla to Strange South. Monica and I were exploring some of the darker corners of the Dallas-Fort Worth area when I finally got her to speak on some of her odd occurrences. I think you will be quite intrigued. Thank you so much for listening. Guess what? It took me longer than it would have if I would have just calmed the fuck down. So calm the fuck down. I can't. Calm Clint, down, bitch. Clint Monica. You know Monica? We're talking about uh, Lake Stein Garden? Hagen. Hagen. Steinhagen. Lake, Lake B.A. Steinhagen is just east of Woodville on 190 in East Texas. Okay. And it's between Woodville and Vider, Texas. Oh. Okay. We all know Vider. Anyway. Why do we all know Vider? It's the most racist fucking town in Texas. I thought that was. Uh... It, trust me, it's Vider. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's not the place where they drug the guy behind the truck. No, it but... is. It is. It isn't Vider. It's just before you get Jasper. Vider. Jasper, yes. But if you go through Jasper. There's Vider. Oh, okay. So they drug him to Vider. So basically... They, they took the long road to Vider. That's horrible to laugh at. And I lived there when it happened. It was so oh bad. Oh my God. And the clan used to set up on the side of the road with their little dunce hats and their school buses. It was... My first husband got in a fight with the clan at a gas station. Some little backwoods mom and pop gas and go. Because they, he was, you know, very white. He had you know, blue eyes and blonde hair and and they were throwing clan literature in the truck at him and you know, he's like, Fuck you, my wife's Native American and they're like, Well your kids are fucking half breeds and your wife's a whatever the hell they called me. So the guy wouldn't let him open his door, so he closed his door and then hit him with the door and then got out and they got into this fight. And my husband was a first responder, so he had a light bar on the top of his car the hillbilly running the cash register sees the clan and a dude with the light bar he assumes is a cop fighting. He's like, ah, oh, the clan and the cops are fighting in my parking lot. So <laughs> calling 911. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and they, you know, the police come out and they file a report and they get everybody's names and addresses, which then becomes public record. And I was like, you just gave the clan our fucking address, you dipshit. I was like, so if I wake up to a burning cross in my yard, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Christmas is going to be different this year, honey. Anyway, what we're talking about is um, one of the weird experiences that I had on the shores of Lake Steinhagen at a little campground that we call Magridge. We were talking about the weird puppets in the old movies like Labyrinth and The Dark Crystal. And how creepy they were, and, and, and I just thought they were creepy because they I was... They creepy. They're creepy, but... They creeped the shit out of you, me when I was a kid. And you said you saw something that looked like that. Yeah, it was like a little dude walking down the road. We were coming back to camp, and I'm not, I'm not going to name the people that I was with because... What year was this? 
2010. Time of night? About mm, 1, 2 a.m., somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And the campground is, it has the main camp area, and then there's this little road that kind of, at the north end of the campground, there's this little tiny access road, one-lane road, that goes to a remote loop, and there's four camp spots up there in this okay. little loop. And I reserved that entire loop because it's separated from the rest of the campground. It's really private, and you've got water on three sides. There's only one way in and one way out on this little road. And that's where all of my stuff happened, was on the road to or in that little loop area that's separated from the rest of the campground. So anyway, we're um, driving down the road, coming back to camp, and it's obviously quite dark. And as we're coming around the corner, there's a light post shining down. And I notice movement, and I'm thinking, okay, it's a raccoon or a possum or something. And I'm looking, and it's this little guy just walking, just off the road inside, like between the tree line and and the edge of the grass. So he wasn't in the tree line. He wasn't on the road. He was kind of maybe closer to the tree line. What did he look like? He looked like a freaking gnome with this nasty face. Like it was, it scared the shit out of me. He had a hat on. Yes. Like it looked like a gnome. Like it looked like a freaking gnome. Only it was, you know, I mean, it was like taller than a garden gnome. I mean, it was what? What's that like? So you, how did you see his face? Two feet. We were close enough to him. He was walking in the same direction we were, and it's a little one-way lane road. He's walking towards our camp, and so, so you I'm like, looking, and you- he. You just looked to the right, and there you... Well, I saw movement. I looked to the left, because I was in the passenger behind the driver. Oh, you... Okay, yeah, you were in the car. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so, you know, he's maybe six feet from me, and I'm, like, telling the other two people in the car, I'm like, do you you see this shit? And they're having a conversation, because I'm in the back seat, and they're like, no, I didn't see anything, and I'm like... I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But I'm also terrified to go to sleep tonight because this little fucking evil looking thing's walking towards my camp. So, yeah, I mean, he had on a pant. I mean, can't remember a detail. He had on like pants. And I remember the colors were muted. They were neutral and muted. And he had a little hat on. And he had like a real, like, Snarly pointy, looking. pointy, like, Freaky looking face. He looked like a mean gnome. Yeah, he didn't look like he was friendly. He wasn't wiggle bottom. No. No. Do you want to talk about the other thing you said? Yeah. There? Yeah, and so I don't remember what year this was. It was the first year that I did the training camp for the TBRC. So I want to say it was in like 2006, maybe. Somewhere around there. Okay. Um,. And Melissa, Hovey, and I had driven down from Dallas the night before. And one of the members at the time, Lonnie, was already there. Everybody else was due to come in the next day. I wanted to get there early to kind of set things up and have the morning to get my shit together before everybody arrived. So we drove down from Dallas after work. And we got there about, again, it was probably like midnight, 1 a.m. Because we had to stop and get groceries and all that shit. So we pull into the parking or the the campground and we we hop over to Lonnie's little campsite which was in the main camping area. And again, I had reserved that little loop 
and that's where we were camping the remote loop but Lonnie was in the main area so we stopped by Lonnie's and said hi and let him know we were there and he said well I'm getting my stuff out of my truck as soon as I'm done unpacking I'll come and help you all set your tents up because it was you know dark and he was he's a helpful he's a really nice guy so we're like okay so we we drive on around to our little campsite and the back loop itself where the camp the campsites are doesn't have any light like the closest light is this telephone pole on the road a ways back so the only light really is the headlights so melissa and i pull up into the first side on the left and i turn my lights off but i leave the engine running because it's in the middle of the summer it's hot as shit i don't want to get out of the car it's sticky and muggy and i lay back and i'm like let's enjoy the <laughs> let's enjoy the air conditioning while we can right so i put my head back and i close my eyes and and i hear gravel crunching behind me like somebody's driving up behind me so i open my eyes the interior is flooded with light like and i look in my side view mirror and i see a big headlight pulling up behind us and and it hadn't been that long i mean three minutes four minutes maybe since we left lonnie and I looked at Melissa and I said, he could have taken more time. I want to enjoy the air conditioning. And she's like, no shit, man. So we both get out of the car and I walk around to the back and, and backtrack a little bit. As I see the light pull up behind me, it's a big, big round headlight and they turn the headlight off. And it's like an incandescent bulb where you see the light dim and you can kind of still see the filament. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that. I mean, it's an old school type of headlamp. Right. But or headlight, but that didn't dawn on me at the time. I'm like, God damn, I was just pissed. I had to get out of the fucking car into the heat. <laughs> so I get out and I walk around back and I'm like, you could have waited longer to come help us. And as I'm walking, you know, I'm looking down, I look up, there's nothing there. There is nothing behind my car. And Melissa's, you know, I'm standing just past the passenger's door and Melissa's, of course, on the other side. Um, on the passenger side, um, the rear door. And I look at her, I said, you saw that, right? I mean, there's like nowhere he could, anybody could have gone because right. it's just one road in and out yeah. and there was nobody there. And we could both hear the gravel crunching. We both saw the light. I mean, my car was filled with light, like a, a car had pulled up behind us. But then I think about it and I'm like, you know, those big old light bulbs that they used in the cars, I'm guessing like 50s. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't see that in modern cars, obviously, or at least that I've come across. So that freaked me. That really freaked me out. Did and you? it scared Melissa, too. And I was like, I kind of don't want to camp back here alone now. Because <laughs> we were alone in that remote area all night. Little people in ghost cars. Yeah, and, at, and at then a, that thing stalked me in the tree line. At a place where you're chasing Big the squitch. The squitch. Did you ever ask anybody in and around there if there had ever been any other reports like that? Yeah, I did. There were a few. There was one guy um, who... Actually, you know what? I take that back. He wasn't in the group anymore at that point. So I didn't really have any locals that I could rely on. And I'm not the type to just go, like you, Clint, to just go walk up to somebody and say, Hey! You any ghost cars around here? You ever seen any midgets in the woods? Y'all see any little people walking around? Nasty looks on their faces. Y'all got any midgets camping out around here? In ghost cars? Please tell me they're midgets. Well, I mean, it's all swamp, swamp, 
all around you. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, somebody drove into the swamp, somebody got murdered and dumped in the swamp. I mean, it's fucking East Texas. Nothing would surprise me there. Chasing some ladies out at the lake. Of all the places, though, in East Texas, I know the least about that, like, that lake. You're the only one I've I've never heard it mentioned. It's full of alligators, I can tell you that. You go there in the springtime, you can hear that. That low rumble that they do in the water. It's really mm-hmm. actually kind of cool. So that's like to hear. deep southeast Texas. Mm, it's about midline. If you go from, draw that line of Louisiana-Arkansas border. Mm-hmm. If you go from the top of the line down to the Gulf Coast, it's probably about halfway down. Okay. Well, I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. you pass Longview? No. Marshall? It's not out 20. You got to go down to Huntsville and then straight over. Oh, okay. Yeah. You go down 45 to Huntsville, take the 190 exit, and go east on 190. Okay. And just keep going. <laughs> Fucking Huntsville. Fucking all that area. I don't have any good memories out there. Hardly any. That can take you to a haunted-ass graveyard out there, though. Yeah? Yeah. I went out there once with some ghost investigators, and it was a really weird, like, tingly feeling. It felt like... Like hands running down my legs, like from mid thigh down. That was creepy. Yeah. A lot like the assault we witnessed tonight. <laughs> Scariest shit I have seen. You should have pointed it out to me because I missed it. There's no way. I missed it. There's no way. I saw somebody getting jackhammered, wine stained behind you. The old four-finger jackhammer. <laughs> so, so abrasive. Well, I think the victim was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I know the Mavs lost, but don't be that upset. <laughs> Take it out on somebody. It's going to be your cooter. You're going to have a good time tonight. <laughs> your cooter. Oh, that was awesome. I like your stories. Yeah, they're... Um, weird that's why I don't tell them too often because I've seen some shit but yeah keep it to myself so I don't like sound like one of the nutballs out there <clears throat> well you know the the whole little people thing man it's really um connected with the natives because I yeah. started doing a lot of looking into this yeah. when um, my grandmother told me the story about like the lady that lived around the corner from my parents' place. <laughs> they were like the same age, you know. The and, one that had them coming out of the walls. Yeah, or saying they were all over the roofs. Yeah, you know. Maybe he didn't like what he, he saw. saw. <laughs> yeah, those little people. When I started trying to kind of do some, like, what are the, what's the deal with the, the little people in the area and there was all of that generally went back to natives mm. you know well when I did an investigation up in the um, northern Oklahoma the Kansas border I think it was Kansas yeah border um, we were called out to look into a, a Bigfoot a reported Bigfoot sighting on this Indian reservation and they took us out to where the land, to where it happened, and they were having a powwow to draw, tried to draw it in. And before we set out that night, um, I remember this this guy who took us there, the 
tribal chief, I think, um, or chief of police, I'm sorry, tribal chief of police. He's like, now, beware of the deer woman. And if you see, that's what he said. He said, beware of the deer woman. And if you see lights or if you see the little people, don't follow them because they're not good. They're not, they're, they won't help you. They try to get you lost. And I was like, I will definitely not be following any little people that I see. And if I see a deer lady, I'm getting the fuck out of there. I don't like, I don't like the whole half animal, half human yeah, that's thing. that's some creepy shit. I don't want to, no. Yeah. No. Like, like <laughs> things that are on two feet with antlers, out. It's like, yeah, like. Windigo, the winding, wind, wind, windigo, windigo, and that's a skinwalker thing, you know. A lot of times. Yeah. See, skinwalkers. To me, I don't. A lot of people relate them to werewolves, and I don't. I just don't see a transformation. No, 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 no. Like the like the Indian, the Indian skinwalker that like will show up like brujo a lot of I times. Know what the when, fuck a skinwalker I know is, you right? do, but like when they're spotted, a lot of times they look they're. Whether it's like well, wearing see, I think, a headdress I, I think, or yeah, it's it's they're wearing skins and yeah, they probably do have antlers, but it's not like a transform transformative. Oh. But no, I'm, what I'm saying is a lot of people when you say skinwalker, they think the transforming into like the dog man or the deer woman. Or the they devil think of dog. like yeah, the devil dog. Uh, they think of like a physical transformation, and it's that's not it. skinwalkers are just super evil people. Yeah. I mean, the shit that you have to do to become a skinwalker... It's hardcore. you got to like, kill a family member, right? You have to kill a close family member. Like a kid Like or... a child or a parent or a sibling. And then it's you like have to... It's like how you become to... a Sith. Yeah, right? And then you have to um, eat the dead. You have to eat corpses. I mean, what, what it is is it's Coyote who's the trickster. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to emulate Coyote right in in coyote set forth these challenges for the first skinwalker he said okay we have to do this so he goes and does that and coyote says well okay now you have to do this and he goes and you know eats the dead and it's just some really nasty shit that you've got to do you know coyote eats carrion you know so that's what you kind of have to do and it's it's just disgusting and the people that go through it are just super evil people you know, if you're willing to do all of that, then clearly you're not you're not good. Now, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them because they're supposed to be able to, like, with a blowgun or somehow get a little bit of bone under your skin somehow, and that's how they control control you. Have you ever heard that? No. Yeah, they they somehow get bone under your skin, and it's usually in the hairline, and um, they use that to be able to control you. And um, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I know a hundred percent that they are not transforming into anything. So when I hear people talk about skinwalker stories, and they're basically describing a dog man and. You know, I'm not saying that you couldn't misidentify somebody with coyote pelt over them, but I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's a dude with the coyote pelt on. You know, it's not an actual half man, half dog thing, which a lot of people, I think, you know, confuse it for. I think if you're seeing a half man, half dog, you're seeing a dog man. You're not seeing a skinwalker. 
Have you um, have you read any of that? Have you read that story in that one Linda Godfrey book about the University of Wisconsin? The dudes watching the thing. Mm-mm. It's actually like one of the rare like saw something transform stories because there's not a lot of that. Yeah. And it's real creepy. It's, I'm sure it's, it is it, if you're watching something transform. I just don't see how that's like in the realm of physics how that's possible. You know what I mean? It's you know every bone in your body would literally have to break and yeah. bend immediately. Yeah, I have to I watch mean, like American Werewolf in London how Yeah, and I just I don't is. think that your body could survive that type of trauma. Your heart would give out. Yeah. Yeah, I would think that if you were doing that, you would have like a different even with, heart. <laughs> well, even with the adrenaline pumping through your body, you're not going to survive that kind of physical trauma. I think the skinwalker thing, though, has become like a catch-all. It has. And, and you know, I mean, the dog man, I think, you know, if you see, like I said, if you see something that's a half dog, half man, and it's clearly a half dog, half man, particularly if its legs are bending the opposite way, you're seeing a dog man. You're not seeing a skinwalker. If you see a dude with a coyote pelt on running around the fields, totally a skinwalker. There goes the bambalance. They're coming to get me. <laughs> Always got to be looking over my shoulders around these parts. There's the cop staring us down too in the corner. Where? Right there. I'm looking right at him. Right there. I'm not going to point because you can come over your fucking harasses. What are you talking about? There is a cop right there. Look where I'm pointing. Right at the stoplight that we just came from. The stop sign. Sorry. Do you see the headlights on the road up there? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that is a cop. Yes, it is. <laughs> Great. Okay. Yeah. yeah, thanks for verifying what I already know. Appreciate it. Glad you could put the That's glasses on for. and join the party. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I have a recessed crotch now because of you. <laughs> <laughs> Your estrogen levels are higher than mine. You had to, like, he picked out special socks to come ghost hunting tonight in. Were you and he even... showed them to me, like a like a girlfriend before a date. Look what I picked out to wear tonight, honey. <laughs> special just for you. Just like that, I said it, too. That exact voice. Hi, Monica. I want to see my socks. You sound like Mr. Mr. What is it, Handy? <laughs> Howdy, <old> Monica. <laughs> I picked these socks out just for you. Shooty smell like flowers. <laughs> Every day is a good day in Howdy Land. Gross. <laughs> so, have you... Did I tell you one other thing about the, the, the walking dog thing? Mm-hmm. We talk about the Castaneda... Have we at all? I don't know what you're talking about. Carlos Castaneda. And so so the teachings of Don Juan, the first book that he wrote. Yes, you made me go read that. And you I think it was him, was it him or Don Quixote? I can't remember. No, 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 it's Don Juan. Don Quixote is a whole different thing. I know it I know the difference between the two, but I can't remember which Don you made me read. Somebody made me read. The teachings of Don Juan. And the the dog that was standing in the kitchen eating the cheese that they caught 
And, and Castaneda's hanging out with these two. Well, we all know that dogs like cheese. So, yeah. why wouldn't a dog they, man? They got called to a uh, a home. And uh, they basically Indians saying that there was a, a brujo on the mm-hmm. property. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had woke one night and went and... There was a dog walking on two legs eating the cheese. Fuck that shit. Well, there's all kinds of ways to keep unwanted energy out. I mean, Native go to the American labyrinth. or otherwise. Yeah, you can go to the labyrinth. They have they... everything, but you know what they don't have is red red brick powder. I don't like that. I have to order that out of California or make it myself. But to make it yourself, you need ingredients that I don't particularly care to harvest. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> like? Like urine. Oh, okay. Yeah. She went there with the urines. Yeah, you gotta have urine. You're supposed to mix it with a specific type of urine. and A specific so, type? Yes, yeah, a specific type. <laughs> of urine. I'm gonna go into fucking detail, I'm just saying. You've gotta mix it with a specific type of urine. The urine of a snapping turtle. Which is Collect very difficult. Harvest moon on the third lunar cycle. <laughs> That is horrible. Yeah. So do, do you think the Labyrinth would sponsor the podcast? Uh, do they get a lot of business, do you think? Oh, they get a lot of business. They do They do readings. I don't know how much of their business comes from that. But every time I go in there, there's people there. I mean, very rarely am I in that shop alone. The only, the only thing that I would criticize for the Labyrinth was that I was there one day. And Careful, this... I may want to be sponsored the podcast. <laughs> Well, don't cut that part out. <laughs> I ain't cutting none of this shit out. Even you talking about kicking my balls in. You talked about four-fingering your own balls <laughs> um, Four-fingering. <laughs> she started with four. Who does that? Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> they have mandrake root there, which is super dangerous. It is super. I mean, that... A small amount will kill your ass. And if you don't use it properly or handle it properly, it can be really harmful. Clearly very harmful. And it's in a jar just sitting there on the shelf. There's no, like, skull bones and, you know, crosses and don't touch with your bare hands kind of... There's nothing on there. I mean, I guess they assume you know what the fuck you're doing going in there. But, I mean, there's a lot of poisonous herbs on the shelf with no warning labels whatsoever. So I'm curious, like, if, and I, it's not really a criticism. I mean, maybe they say something if you bring it up to the counter, but. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any call to use that kind of crap, but. Um, Is the person who runs the place, like, an old Chinese man with a super long beard and a cloudy eye, and he wants to maybe get a mogwai? Mogwai. No. It's run by two really cool ladies that do readings. And they know you, obviously. You've been in no, there enough. I doubt they know me. I don't go in there that often. I buy my shit and I don't go back for a while. You don't think they've seen you on any of your TV shows? <gasps> all my all my TV shows. No, I don't think they've seen the two shows that I've been in in my life. So, <laughs> I think. What if they're just huge fans of the Bigfoot show? <laughs> the Bigfoot show podcast? Yes. What if they just were? What, what if that was just like a random thing about the people who ran the labyrinth? Well, and I was like, would know Brian, and they they'd heard me before. I think I've been on that a couple of times. I know that's what I'm saying. Then I'd just be like, y'all know this Monica Rollins? 
you know. And they'd be like, oh my God, you've been in Area X. <gasps> I've been chased in Area X. Yes. You did not play along. I did not play along. <laughs> you did not. Anything else I can entertain you with? Um, yeah, but I don't know if we want to record that on the audio. What is it? Would you like a four-finger ball punch? <laughs> can I help you tuck those back up there? What? <laughs> I totally need you to say. I need you to cut a liner for me now. <laughs> Says, hey, this is Monica Rollins, and you're listening to OK Talk, the four finger ball punch of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I know you're not. That's why I'm laughing so hard. <sighs> I don't How? know if I can say that with a straight face. I don't think you're going to get a sound clip out of me tonight, Sam. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's better to say the four-finger ball punch of podcasts or, hey, this is Monica Rollins, and this is your four-finger ball punch. Okay, talk. Probably the the first one. This is the four-finger ball punch of podcasts. Yeah, okay, so let's identify yourself and say that. Hey... (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck? Hey! Hey! Damn, Daniel! <laughs> Don't make her making me laugh. Okay. I'm, and I'm tired. <sighs> this is Monica Rollins. And what am I... S- <laughs> what am I saying? This is Monica Rollins, and you're listening to the four-fingered ball punch of podcasts. Okay, talk. Perfect. <laughs> Especially with all of the laughter. <laughs> You're lucky I got that out. I mean, honestly, we're both lucky that we didn't get sequestered to have to give witness to the assault I didn't we witnessed. See it. You saw it. I was busy. It was so. Doing it was something about picturing us was... vomiting all over the inside. <laughs> It was so violent that I could picture you seeing it happen in my eyeball. Like, really tight shot of my eye, and you'd be like, oh. Oh my god, we just wished this a, what was it, a lesbian sexual assault? Yeah. In the Snuffers bar area mm-hmm. in Lower Greenville. Yeah, that place is haunted by more than ghostesses. It's haunted by lesbian forefingers. We'll just call her all forefingers. Gross. I didn't know you were going to start with four. And what was that woman's reaction? Shock and awe, I guess, would probably be the best. Because if somebody's trying to tuck four up on you. She had to go to the bathroom immediately. She had to pull three yards of fabric out of her coot. Coot. Wow. All right, we're going to go catch some ghosts, y'all. That was awesome. That was great. Oh, Matt, I'm so spooked out right now. I'm so spooked out, but you know what? You know what would be a big help? 
is if I could find some more of this podcast goodness. Exactly. If you like what you heard, in fact, I do like what I heard. I hope to do more of that stuff in the future. I love being able to get out there and just collect people's stories. I think that's a big part of what I want to do going forward. But yeah, if you like what you heard, you can find us anytime that you'd like on OKTalkShow.com. That takes you directly to all of our past shows. You can search for them. You can um, play them right from there. You can also find us on any podcast app that you want to use. That's iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play. There's probably others that I'm re- not remembering right now. And I always want to say, if there is one that you like to use and we're not officially uh, listed on there, please let us know and we'll we'll get up on that service as well. And if get you up use, on that. <laughs> if you're using a service that allows you to rate and review shows uh, like iTunes does, please go in. If you haven't already, go in right now and leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review if you want. Tell people what you think of the show. Uh, we've, ha- we've gotten so many wonderful ratings uh, and, and reviews from people that not only warms our hearts, but when people are searching for the spooky stuff especially with halloween being recent uh it helps people find us the more of those that there are the more legit we are in apple's eyes so find us there find us on facebook at facebook.com slash okay talk show you can interact with us leave us comments we post cool stuff about what we're doing we post interesting articles if you ever want to just delve into the weird and wacky we've got it all there uh, the same goes for our Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash OKTalkShow, at OKTalkShow. You can find us at OKTalkPodcast on Instagram. Creepy pictures and such will be posted there on a regular basis. And you can f- email us if you want to go the old-fashioned route, um, at, or as old-fashioned as we're willing to get, since we don't have a mailbox right now. Um, you can email us at OKTalkPodcast at gmail.com. Send us your spooky stories. Send us uh, anything that you want to talk about you know what uh we have had that conversation kind of online about it uh maybe a newsletter thing put together uh-huh. and if if you're interested in being put on a list where you could get updates for us for when we're going to do random stuff even though nothing is random send me an email and i'll just have your email but say hey add me to the list send me an email yeah. okay talk podcast at gmail.com Maybe put mailing list in the title and see what happens. Dude, I fucking love Dallas. And I have recently gotten more and more into a different part of Dallas that I've never been and never experienced before. Uh And I have the creepiest couple of stories revolving a a specific place that I want to tell you that someone real special to me <laughs> told me about <laughs> and we'll have to do that another time. All right. But don't let me forget that. Okay. Uh, tell Write you, it down. tell you what happens when you hear, um, you know, kids toys being played with in the middle of the night. <laughs> that doesn't sound creepy at all. No, <laughs> no not at all. Thanks. Um, yeah. Did I forget anything? No, I think that, I think that's it. Go and uh, like, and follow us on any of those, uh, any of those platforms that we talked about. Please, please, please. We just made it over 600 likes on our Facebook page, which is huge. Um, keep pushing that. Share it to, to folks that you think will like it. That's awesome. I'm very excited about that. I'm not impressed. Pick up your game. <laughs> Let's go. If you're listening to this, I mean, what did you pay for it? Me a penance. Nothing. Right. 
Throw us a like. Yeah. Go tell other people about it, including our sponsors. Tell one person. Tell one person. That's all it takes. We have so many listeners out there that love what we're doing. Tell one person, and we can double that audience. That's cool. Write down OK Talk on a piece of paper from your notebook, and then just hand it to someone randomly. <laughs> right. Fold it into and a then paper just airplane. Sh- shrug your shoulders and look at them. Raise your eyebrow <laughs> and see if they're up to the challenge. Mm-hmm. No, but I fucking love Dallas. I love Dallas right now, this time of year. It's so awesome. Yeah. And there's about to be so much going down in the streets i love dallas i love dallas so much i want to go there right now hey how'd my father die 49 times we fought that beast your old man and me had a chicken head with duck feet with a woman's face too oh that's rad was waiting in the bushes for us Then I ripped off your dad's face He was screaming something awful In fact, there was this huge mess And I had to change the floors The floors? You see his blood had drained into the boards And I had to change them But we all got a chicken duck woman thing waiting for us Every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Something's waiting in the bushes of love Every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Something's waiting in the bushes of love Yo, never knew my dad, he didn't care about me Dead horizon is all my macro binocular see Moisture farming all my life and not a drop spilled My aunt and uncle double sons and sipping blue milk My aunt and uncle double sons, I'm sick of blue milk But then a desert hobo came and told me We all got a chicken dog, a woman thing waiting for us Every day I worry all day Waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Yeah, something's waiting in the bushes of love yeah, Every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Something's waiting in the bushes of love Hold me when I open like a flower Could be hiding behind that scrap pile 
It's just a big cow. I know you really want someone to hold you, but we all got a chicken duck woman thing waiting for us. Yeah, every day I worry all day about what's waiting in the bushes of love. Something's waiting in the bushes for us. Yeah, something's waiting in the bushes of love. Yeah, every day I worry all day about what's waiting in the bushes of love. Something's waiting in the bushes for us. Yeah, something's waiting in the bushes of love. Yeah, every day I worry all day about what's waiting in the bushes of love. Something's waiting in the bushes for us. Yeah, something's waiting in the bushes of love. Yeah, every day I worry all day about what's waiting in the bushes of love. Something's waiting in the bushes for us. Oh, I had a dream. Oh. This cute girl kept kissing me over and over. Oh, yeah, well, there's something I gotta tell you about her. But just remind me later. I used to ride across the desert, you know. I used to glide on my speeder. Pray that I don't find what I don't want to find. Waiting for me around the corner. Oh, no, no. Promotional consideration for tonight's OK Talk episode is brought to you by New Amsterdam. Imagine a world where creatives always have a key to the city. New Amsterdam makes high-quality notebooks with creative people in mind. Check them out at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W, Amsterdam.com. If you use the promo code OKTALK, you will get 20% off of your order. Let's make the holidays great again. NewAmsterdam.com. Okay, talk. Welcome, citizen. Hello. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.